welcome to another episode of Proudcast. We're coming to you after we've had a long kind of a suspension. We've been in hibernation for a while, but events of today uh, have woken us up because you know, we're at a crisis point in, I think, in humanity, and we have to do something. And of course, Proud, the progressive utilization theory, is a model of socio and economic uh, development and model for society which could be very handy, very useful in, in the present situation. So it, it brooks no delay. We, it, we cannot delay any longer. We have to really consider proud. So that's what we're doing here in this series. We'll be discussing some features of the, the proudest proposition and model for society. And we'll also be um, looking at some of the current events which make this kind of system so compelling for us today. And right now I'm, I'm delivering this particular podcast at the time of, it's April 2nd, 2020, and we're in the midst of a, of a pandemic, you know, many people are projected, many people have died and, many, and the death toll can mount higher. And even this week there's an economic fact which is very important that um, just, it's just been announced that last week six million people filed for unemployment in the United States. And pr the projected total of what, what could be, and we, and we don't even know if that's even the real total, it could be, we could be looking at 30% of the U.S. workforce unemployed in the, in the coming months, which is greater than the Great Depression of, of the 1930s. So we're in a situation where now things which were revolutionary and unimaginable yesterday are becoming um, plausible for today. I'll give one example was when Bernie Sanders was asking for the Medicare for all, health care for all, um, people say, oh, how are you going to pay for it? And it's really not practical. But now when people are faced with the, the calamity of, of the pandemic, you know, we, we were saying, let's provide the you know, the, the treatment for these people free of charge, we can, we can do it. Society can do it. It's a question of, do we want to do it? So many things which were yesterday impossible, now they become necessary today. And one candidate also said that, he said that the people in the U.S. don't want a revolution, um, but maybe events are forcing that revolution, whether people, we want it or we don't want it. So this is what we're going to look at. So proud... Uh, comes at a, a very important time for for this moment that we face. And today, what I want to do is look at some of the the principles of Prout and how these these are the principles which we will use to to uh, construct uh, a system which is better than than capitalism and also corrects any defects that were there in previous uh, you know attempts to go beyond capitalism. So that's what we're going to talk about. So the first, I'm going to talk today, I want to look at the first fundamental principle of Proud. And that principle states, no individual shall be allowed to accumulate any physical wealth without the clear permission of the collective body of society. So no individual should be allowed to accumulate any physical wealth without the permission of society. So this is a, a very important point because today there's no 
there's no gap there's no um there's no limit you can do whatever you like you can you can get as much money as you can of course most of us we can't you know uh, we can't do it but but some people have accumulated vast fortunes and and we have tremendous disparity of wealth because of that um, we have like um, people who it could be one family they own they, their their wealth is more than the, the wealth of millions and millions of people so this is the the situation that we have today and this disparity of wealth uh, is 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 wrong in so many different ways um it's wrong just on the basis of human fairness even even they've done experiments with with animals with monkeys and monkeys you know react when you know one person is getting rewarded and then he's not getting rewarded she's not getting rewarded even monkeys understand this concept of fairness and if you on the the playing ground with kids and your little toddler and you have 19 marbles and then another person has one marble how's that person with one marble going to feel but it's more about not just feelings it's also a question of of that there's not an enough to go there's enough in this world for each one's need but not enough for each one's greed and and it happens that that there are many people who are deprived of their of what they need and and that deprivation and we'll talk about this that deprivation is oftentimes caused by the disparity by the over accumulation um, and exploitation which comes with that leads to the, uh, the 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 survival problems of other people and it happens on on an individual in a society it happens on the uh, inter it happens in the question of colonization and you know, and imperialism, we can say. So, so really, this is a very important issue that has to be addressed. And there's another huge problem with the overaccumulation of wealth is that it destroys the political system because the system can be bought and is bought. Believe me, it is bought by the richest people. So recently, we had the example of Michael Bloomberg. And he he offered himself as a candidate, and he he financed himself one one billion dollars almost one billion dollars of his net worth. He he took out, and which is not even a, a fraction of his his uh, his what his accumulation because he had I think he had fifty five billion I don't know what his accumulation but one billion is not a big deal for him, and he he didn't win of course but he came close and not only that behind the. Beyond Michael Bloomberg's of the world, there are many other people who are buying the system. The senators and congressmen are all funded by by interest groups. So the system is not, um, you know, it's not what you see. It's really of the rich, and it's by the rich, and it's for the rich. And there's one more thing that that I want to say is that democracy, you know, our political democracy, is actually the twin sister of capitalism. Just think about this, that in each era there's a certain kind of governance which is matches, which somehow goes with the um, economic model that's in vogue at the time. So in the ancient era of, you know, the ancient civilizations of, of you know, of the Middle East and think about, you know, Alexander the Great and all these kings. And so the system was, was monarchy. And that suited the economic, whatever the economy was. It was a pre-capitalist era. And then in the, the feudalistic time of the Middle Ages, 
there was a kind of faux monarchy. Faux monarchy in the sense that the monarchs were in power, but behind the the, the facade of, of, of the monarch, there was the, the real rulers who were ecclesi ecclesiastical people like the popes of, of Europe or intellectuals, the ministers, which my mentor, Pierre Sarkar, calls the, he calls them the, the he calls them ministocracy because the ministers were, were controlled, were actually uh, ruling. So it was a ministocracy. So you have monarchy, ministocracy. And then when capitalism emerged, the government that actually suits the capitalists the best is democracy. They don't like, a, like a, they wouldn't want a king or, or autocratic ruler because they, they want to uh, be in charge. They don't want some ruler to be in charge. So the, the capitalists prefer mark democracy because it's easily bought. It's, it's bought uh, by them. That's, that's their preferred system. Sometimes when they had some problems, you know, and then they, some fascists came and, and were, were in power, but, but usually the capitalists prefer democracy so that we have democracy and but if we have this wealth accumulation which is um, which is beyond any kind of control then our our government becomes worse and worse so that's why the first fundamental principle of proud is that no individual should be allowed to accumulate any wealth um, without permission from the society so society will have to think about that. What is what is the proper amount, you know, that that, that people need and and um, would be fair and would be good for the for the development of of the of the whole society and not just a few. And I'll go into actually a bit of the second principle because you know when we float this idea of the of. Um, a wealth cap, or something. then people. There's a howl of protests, you know, and people are thinking of the, the red flags that come up because people are thinking of communism, or you know, that we'll become like North Korea, and then. But the people say, how are we going to have incentive? So my question is, how much incentive do you need to serve the society, to invent things, to create, and to do good things, and to do a good job? How much incentive? Do you need? Do you need the incentive that you will be able to um, accumulate more than you could even consume, or or, or your whole family can can consume for lifetimes, or would some modest uh, amount suit you? So, in the second principle of proud, which I won't do all of it today, but there's a concept called rational distribution. So there should be rational distribution. And what is rational distribution? It means that suppose first of all we should, the society we should guarantee the the basics for people no one should sink i call it the economic floor no one should sink below the floor and we call it it's generally called the safety net there should be a net and definitely no one should how we should provide that net we'll talk about in a later podcast but there should be a minimum and there should be some maximum but the maximum is not sky high so there's a ratio of one, two, what? So today the ratio, if you're a janitor in some firm, you can make X amount. And your boss couldn't be making 300 times that. So that gap is, is too much. 
Um, that gap should not be allowed. And in, in the next podcast, we'll go into this rational distribution uh, in greater detail. And we'll, we'll talk about it. So what should be the gap? It's certainly not one to 300, but we, we can do something better. And how, uh, what is the idea of how we can determine what the gap should be and how should that gap evolve over time? So that's will come in the next podcast. Um, it will be on the second fundamental principle of Proud, which deals with maximum utilization and rational distribution of the wealth of the world. So that's, that's all for today. And I just um, want to thank you for listening. And if you have any questions or comments or any kind of suggestions, just, uh, you can make comments on the website or on the, um, just send an email to us and we'll do our best to answer them. So thank you, and we'll see you in the next episode of Proudcast.